And here we go, here we go. On this Monday evening, it is August 14th, 2023, 6 p.m. straight up, which means you are in the midst of Real Talk Memphis. Good to have you with us. It's great to be here. I am your humble host, Chip Washington. Uh, and uh, yeah, another beautiful day in the city, a bit warm, uh, but uh, fear not, the uh, temperatures are going to cool down, I think, after today. Uh, next few days, we'll see highs in the 80s and lows in the 60s. We'll take it. We'll take it. We're not going to argue about that uh, at all. I hope uh, all has been well since the last time we uh, corresponded about seven days ago and that uh, you're feeling good, fired up, and ready to go. Uh, we hope that you can spend the hour with us uh, this evening. We, uh, uh, as always, effort to, to try to uh, put on a good show for you have some good guests some good information and i think we we might be able to accomplish that tonight it's always a pleasure to follow level lola you know she got me when i you know i i come down here to head down this way during her show and it's invariable at one point or another she plays a song that that, that takes me back a few years so i have to bop even though folks look at me like it's like he's crazy is he having a seizure or something what's wrong with that guy anyway <laughs> she be hitting anyway uh uh, another another great show for uh, level on the level tonight for Lola. Um, as uh, we do each and every week, uh, we lay out how you can uh, get this fine piece of radio broadcasting. Of course, uh, we are live right now on ninety one point seven. That would be WYXR on your FM side. You can also catch us on the uh, WYXR app, WYXR.org. You can also catch us on the TuneIn app, if that's your thing. Uh, we are also on Facebook Live this evening. Uh, tomorrow, when the show is posted, you can catch us uh, um, when they post it to YouTube. And uh, as a, we are a podcast, you can always catch us uh, after the show is posted wherever you get your podcast. Again, uh, great to be here. Great to uh, have you with us uh, this evening. Uh, in terms of our guest tonight, uh, uh, there's a lot of news happening uh, in and out and around. You know, every time you try to put together a little script of of what's going on, there's always something that pop, pop, pops even after that. But in terms of the guest, uh, we will be speaking with Ernest Strickland. Ernest is the president of the Black Business Association of Memphis. And they're going to have a big event happening uh, in our city about a week or so from now. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about some symposium. And we're going to talk about the state of black business here in Memphis. And uh, if the, the recent uh, episodes of crime that are happening here are impacting that any as well. A little bit later, we're going to speak with uh, State Representative John Ray Clemens. Uh, he is the head of the uh, Democratic Caucus a week from today. Uh, there is going to be a special session called by Governor Lee to address, in air quotes, uh, gun control, uh, you know, any type of, uh, you know, uh, legislation that is going to change the face of that that we're all dealing with. 
I'll be I'll be I'll be honest with you. I have absolutely zero hope that the majority of Republicans or the Republican majority uh, wants anything to do with this. But nonetheless, we will be speaking with State Representative John Ray Clemens about uh, what he thinks about all of this. They're doing a bus tour now across the state to raise awareness of people that there's going to be a special session because they want folks to show up and uh, show out. Uh, next week. Uh, a little bit later on, we're going to talk about a program. I don't know how many of you heard about it, but I recently heard about it. It's called Girls on the Run. And basically, it is uh, an organization uh, that uh, combines uh, physical fitness uh, and emotional uh, you know, stability as girls uh, uh, start to grow up and develop during their formative years. And they use that in a very unique way in a combination uh, to help girls uh, cope uh, as they grow up, uh, they start from the third grade and work themselves right on up. And I look forward to having that conversation with how they do what they do and why it is so important uh, for them to do what they do. So uh, that's the lineup uh, this evening. And we hope you stick with us for, for the hour, as I said a few minutes ago. Uh, as we do each and every Monday about this same time, uh, we celebrate you. Uh, your uh, birthday, your trip around the sun. A lot of folks born in July. Uh, and, uh, you know, we like to shout you out, make you feel special on your very special day. But I can't do that until I say, hit it, Brent. Happy, happy birthday, happy birthdays going out to the following folks. Rita Jones is celebrating today as uh, Lola gets close to the uh, microphone. Uh, to Marcus Porter celebrating his birthday today. Annie Terrell Harper, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Verna Nelson. Yolanda Rochelle. Kite Brown, celebrating a birthday today. As is Carolyn Bibbs. Dorothy Gracie Austin, celebrating today. Happy birthday to Johnny Eason. Uh, and uh, let's see here. Shanae Yancey. Happy birthday to LaShero Thomas. To Karen Wolf. I know Karen Wolf. Happy birthday, Karen. Uh, to Levita uh, McCoo and Patrice Monsell. Happy birthday to each and every one of you, Lola. Yes, and on this Saturday, a happy heavenly to Mr. Robert Hollywood Rayford. It is Memphis's very own Robert Hollywood Day on Saturday. Oh, Just my. down at Paula and Rayford at 5 p.m. right out front. It's going to be a celebration. Are you going to be there? Of course. I'm sorry. I just uh, have, to, I have to ask for your many friends. We love a disco. We love a disco. <laughs> Thank you, Lola. And to each and every one of you, a very happy birthday. And uh, we hope uh, that this day has been filled with fun and love and laughter. And we look forward to celebrating you again next year. Thank you, Brian. All right. So... Uh, in news and notes, I'm um, sure that many of you are aware about 2.30, 3 o'clock yesterday morning, uh, there were eight people shot downtown uh, right at B.B. Uh, King and Peabody Place. Uh, no one was critically injured. They were all non-critical. Eight people shot, no suspect information. Uh, a couple of hours earlier, uh, there were cars uh, actually in the area doing donuts in the middle of the street. You know what I'm talking about. 
Uh, and uh, a law enforcement officer, a police officer, was actually assaulted. It's on video, if you had not seen it. Fox 13 has it, uh, of uh, these uh, these individuals uh, striking this law enforcement officer, hitting him and, 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 and trying to beat him up uh, on the street. So it has been a very ugly uh, last 24 hours. Uh, a total of 10 people shot. And this is since yesterday. Uh, two of those people, uh, unfortunately, losing their life. So... Once again, uh, you know, we're talking about a special session that's about to happen here next week. Uh, but we continue with the violent streak that we see to uh, can't uh, deal with in our city. Uh, and it just continues going on and on and on. Uh, I don't know if anybody down here can fix it, but I do know that God can absolutely fix it. Uh, in other news, um, the People's Convention. We're getting close to a big election. The mayor's election is October 5th, as is the city council. And, of course, over the weekend, uh, they gave the general public a chance to come uh, to the event center uh, and uh, speak to candidates who are running for these positions and vying for your vote. Uh, yes, Saturday was the mayoral uh, portion of all of this. I, um, I uh, went down on Saturday because I wanted to see exactly uh, who showed up and what candidates showed up. And I will tell you this, uh, there was a good crowd there, uh, but of the 17 candidates running for mayor, only two showed up. One, two. Van Turner and Paul Young showed up to uh, talk to the crowd uh, and uh, speak on why they feel like they should be elected to, to uh, be your next mayor. Uh, kind of sad that uh, a lot of other folks uh, had other things to do rather than to come and uh, meet with the people who are charged with uh, you, uh, who are charged with voting them uh, into office. Uh, Paul Young did win the straw poll, by the way, in terms of uh, you know who folks would prefer. Uh, in that. So again, the election is October 5th. So we'll see what happens. Memphis in May. Now we need to address this because uh, Memphis in May might be thinking about moving from downtown Memphis to another location. Why? Because uh, the people that oversee the park uh, said that uh, this year's festival caused $1.4 million in damage uh, to the park which uh, is being renovated and is supposed to be open on September 2nd. Uh, the folks uh, that work on Memphis and May are a part of that group are responsible for paying that. $1.4 million. Uh, they clearly can't afford that. And apparently the arrangement of the folks who are overseeing the park versus the folks who work for Memphis and May is not going getting along very well. Uh, and they, they are, there's a bit of a mention now about perhaps uh, being able to find another location. So I, you know, I, I just, I just wonder what people would think about that. And then what the other location would be, should it get serious enough to where Memphis and May might be moving. So we will find out about that as well. Uh, let me see here. As I mentioned at the top, the state house, uh, in Nashville is going to hold a special session to address gun control or gun reform legislation. We're going to talk to a state legislator in just a couple of minutes about that. Uh, and uh, surprising news today from uh, Nashville, TSU, Tennessee State University President Glenda Glover announced her retirement today. Uh, she's been at that school 10 years, has done uh, amazing things uh, for the campus, and uh, 
she is going to step away uh, in uh, the spring semester, which is just, uh, you know, around the corner. Uh, so, you know, again, I've known her for a long time and uh, she really is one of the best people and wish her nothing but uh, the best uh, success and whatever future holds for her uh, as she uh, is retiring from that position. Uh, this uh, There's a situation that happened. How many of you are familiar with the movie The Blind Side? Is that what it's called? The Blind Side? Uh, about the football player Michael Orr. Uh, who was adopted uh, by the Tui family here, uh, you know, supposed to be living on the streets. Well, Michael Orr uh, says that this story was based on a lie uh, and that the Tui family financially benefited uh, from this story uh, through a conservatorship, um, which has sort of gotten everybody a little like, wait, what? Uh, And he says that he's due some money, some royalties, the whole nine yards. Sean Tui, said today that he was shocked by the allegations. Uh, There was a conservatorship that there had to be at the time uh, they were going through all of this with him at Ole Miss because he was 18 years of age. All they could do was a conservatorship. Uh, He says in terms of uh, any financial remunerations, uh, the writer of the movie uh, paid each member of the family $14,000, including Michael Orr at the time, uh, which doesn't seem like much. Now, the Tuies are a million-dollar family, Uh, They owned many, many Taco Bells here in this city uh, back in the day. Uh, Sold them all uh, and uh, wound up with $214 million uh, off of that sale. So anyway, uh, this is going to go to court. It's been a a bit of a shock to most people uh, hearing about that today. So we'll pay attention to it and see what comes from it. Finally, uh, if you guys are listening or watching or praying, folks, uh, let's pray for the people in Maui. Uh, that fire uh, that, uh, that that broke out on that island uh, has claimed 98 lives so far. Um, there, are, there, are, there are many, many people that are still missing and uh, presumed dead uh, in this situation. That fire consumed that island from all sides to the point to where uh, it started, started from the outside in, and people were basically trapped. They were literally trapped. Uh, so uh, it, it's an extraordinarily sad situation. Uh, it has already gone down as uh, the worst wildfire in U.S. history. Uh, but we will probably see a lot more fatalities before it's all said and done. So please, uh, you know, send your thoughts uh, that way uh, because so many people out there are going to be suffering for quite a while and really need uh, our help. That is a look at news and notes. Uh, we're going to take our first break of the night. And when we come back, We're going to get into it. What do you say on this Monday edition of Real Talk Memphis? I'm Chip. You know who you are. Don't go away. We'll be right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest? or have a guest idea. Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. WYXR is supported by the Museum of Science and History presenting Laser Live, which brings live music and laser light effects together for a live concert series in the Mosh AutoZone Dome at the Sharp Planetarium. The series continues with Al Capone on August 19th. More information at moshmemphis.com. 
Hey, it's Jared J.B. Boyd. Hear my exclusive one-on-one interview with Memphis Soul architect Booker T. Jones, recorded live from Lincoln Center in New York City, plus a bonus performance from Stax Music Academy. Your chance to hear the local radio premiere of this historic program happens right here on WYXR, Saturday, August 19th at 2 p.m. WYXR is supported by Mempho, presenting Green Sky Bluegrass at Minglewood Hall on Thursday, November 16th. This is an all-ages show and will include an opening set by Lindsay Liu. Ticket information and availability at MemphisPresents.com. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this beautiful Monday evening in the city. Chip with you. Uh, And, uh, you know, we talked about this uh, at at the top of the show. Uh, Memphis right now is going through uh, some trying times, some difficult times in terms of uh, uh, the violent aspect of things in our city. Uh, And, uh, you know, it can can tend to uh, affect, uh, you know, other things that are happening here uh, that are in a more positive direction. And one of the biggest one of the biggest, uh, you know, things that we talk about here is business. Um, and how important business, the business community is uh, to the city of Memphis and, and Shelby County. And I'm very happy to have with us tonight uh, the president of the Black Business Association. He uh, is Mr. Ernest Strickland, uh, and he, uh, he joins me now. And Ernest, it's great to see you, and uh, thanks for coming on the show, man. I really appreciate you. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. So, you know, first of all, uh, for those who don't know, uh, how long have you been the president of the uh, Black Business Association, and really, what is uh, what is uh, your organization all about? What are you looking to achieve uh, as you continue about your work on a daily basis? So, I, I've been in economic development, community development work for uh, almost twenty years. Um, the last two years, I've been president and CEO of the Black Business Association. Uh, we are a 40, um, eight. 49-year-old trade organization. Mm. Uh, we're 501c6 nonprofit uh, dedicated to supporting Black businesses uh, grow, start, uh, scale, um, and we do a lot of advocating and technical assistance for Black companies. So having said that, uh, you know, obviously you're you're responsible for, in part for the, uh, the economic engine uh, that makes the wheels turn around here. Uh, and, and as you look at how many members do you have in, in, in your organization right at present? 600 plus members, Jeff. That's a lot of folks. That's a lot of folks. And uh, is it continuing to grow uh, under, under uh, the current leadership? It, it is actually, um, you know, before joining the Black Business Association, I had the good fortune of uh, having a career in economic development with the Greater Memphis Chamber. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of tools and infrastructure and resources that I saw at the chamber uh, that we're now adopting at the uh, BBA. And so one of those tools was um, Growth Zone, which is um, a platform for us to capture uh, members, uh, understand 
their needs and be able to um, share out the impact that we're having. And so we've seen um, definitely an increase uh, over the last two years, especially with the new tools that we've implemented. There is, you know, as you talk about this and uh, thinking about the business and business development, when people uh, come to you or your organization uh, and they want to find out uh, about uh, our city and more importantly, you know, um, how, how to become involved uh, with your organization, what are some of the, uh, uh, the general questions that people ask you, uh, you know, in reference to what you all do and, and how you might be able to help them? Show me the money. Yeah, <laughs> That's the number one question we get. Uh, uh, companies needing to access capital. Oftentimes we start companies and we're undercapitalized when we open the doors. Uh, that creates a situation where we're going from invoice to invoice. Uh, if it was a work situation, it would be paycheck to paycheck. Right. And so we, we're very mindful of the need of our members to be able to access capital. So, you know, so and obviously that is a very, very important component in terms of this. Uh, given the times that we are living in as a city uh, and uh, given the fact that, you know, economics obviously runs the, the train, uh, you know, we're dealing with some challenges, I would say, uh, crime in particular. Uh, and uh, with that, uh, you know, are there are there challenges uh, for people uh, thinking about coming here? Are you are you starting to hear conversations like that in terms of uh, the landscape today? Yeah, you know, and I'm, I'm a native Memphian. You know, I've been here all my life. I consider myself a Memphian by choice. I've had multiple opportunities to take jobs and positions in other markets, but I always stay here in Memphis because I feel that uh, there's so much upside potential uh, for us to. Um, capitalize on. Um, we have seen a number of um, individuals and companies express concerns regarding crime and safety. Um, I also have the privilege of serving on the Memphis and May uh, board and looking at the Bill Street Music Festival, uh -huh. you know, attendance was down this year, partly because of the reputation of Memphis being unsafe. And so we see the negative ramifications uh, of that type of reputation uh, on a daily basis. Yeah, I would imagine so. And and, and that, that too would present a challenge. Now, you're having a, a, a big event uh, here next week, uh, a, a symposium uh, that will be hosted by the National Civil Rights Museum. Tell, tell our uh, listeners about that. Yeah, so on Saturday, um, August 19th, from 10 to 2 p.m., at the National Civil Rights Museum, the Black Business Association is hosting our first ever Building Wealth in the Black Community Symposium. Mm. Uh, the purpose of this particular symposium, especially at this particular time, is critical. Uh, we know that building wealth is an economic development strategy, it's a health and wellness strategy, it's an education strategy. And a lot of the reasons, I truly feel this, Chip, a lot of the reasons why Memphis has not um, achieved the level of success that in Atlanta and or, or, or other markets have achieved is because the lack of wealth that's being circulated in the black community. Mm. And so on Saturday, we're gonna have uh, a conversation. We're bringing in national speakers to share best practices and give insights. Uh, we'll have opportunity for businesses to network with each other and to create a call to action for us 
to start being more intentional about how we spend our individual budgets. You know, I have a choice of real estate agent. Uh, I have a choice of insurance agent. I have a choice of where I go to buy uh, apparel. Sure. And we have to be intentional about how we spend our dollars as we look to build greater wealth in our community. So these kind of conversations, obviously, uh, you know, are very important. They're targeted um, based on what you've seen uh, from the economics of our city. And this, uh, as you said earlier, will give people a chance not only to hear uh, from some national experts who have overcome and, and who are doing well, but more importantly, be able to ask questions about, um, you know, how they folks here. Uh, can be a part of that as well. This this sounds like a really uh, important information session. Am I correct in that? Uh, very much so. Uh, information session as well as an action uh, session. You know, we're, we're bringing these folks in, not because we don't have experts here, but because uh, we want to learn what other markets are doing right so that we can replicate and emulate uh, those type of practices and behaviors. Um, we're excited. The speakers that we have are world class. They have done um, amazing in their respective fields. Mm -hmm. And it will also give us a chance to showcase our community to national uh, speakers so that they can go back to their respective communities with a different impression about Memphis. So once again, uh, it is next. It's the 19th. Am I correct? The The 19th, Saturday. Saturday from 10 a.m. to what time? 2 p.m. 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. And if they have any questions, uh, they can reach out to your organization and, and get all the information they need, correct? Absolutely. Uh, our website is bbamemphis.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can follow us on all of our social media, BBA Memphis. Uh, we're posting. We're working with the local influencers to get the word out. Mm-hmm. And we really want you to have a strong turnout from the community so that we can uh, start moving the conversation forward about how we build wealth in the black community. Ernest Strickland, president of the Black Business Association of Memphis. Ernest, thanks for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. And more importantly, we really appreciate you, uh, what you're trying to do to uplift uh, our community. Thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thanks, Chip. All right, have a good night. Thank you so much. Uh, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Trying to build wealth in our own communities uh, is something that is extraordinarily important. And uh, the uh, these folks are having uh, a symposium for you to go to and ask questions and learn how to be the next business entrepreneurs uh, of the future. We thank Ernest for coming on the show. Uh, Quick commercial break. When we come back, we will continue for this Monday right here on Real Talk Memphis. I'm Chip. Don't go away. We'll be right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. Crosstown Brewing Company is excited to bring you the sixth installment of Crosstoberfest, CBC's annual celebration of beer, autumn, music, food, and fun. The event is on October 14th from 12 to 8, with live music starting at 1. Expect fun for the whole family with activities for the kids, food, games, and more. More information can be found on the brewery's social media channels. 
Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR. And he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday evening. And as we talked about at the top, guns, gun violence, gun safety are all big, big, big topics of conversation. We see the ramifications of where we are each and every day. Uh, The governor has called a special session of the legislature to meet a week from tonight, uh, next Monday, uh, to hopefully address uh, gun violence and, and see if we can come up with some kind of a solution or some to- sort of remedy for it. Uh, to that end, I have um, very fortunate to have a state representative, John Ray Clemens uh, from Nashville uh, with us tonight. And uh, Representative Clemens, thank you again so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's an honor to join you this evening. So listen, uh, you know, we've been dealing with violence, not only here uh, in Shelby County, but all over uh, the state of uh, Tennessee. You all were uh, unfortunately up close and personal, a witness to all of this earlier this year with the the, the Covenant School shooting, uh, which prompted um, a mass protest from all across this state. Uh, you uh, launched a, a bus tour uh, last week uh, to uh, to uh, create more of an awareness uh, uh, to to the citizens out here about this special session, how important it is, uh, and and how much they need to be involved uh, in that. Uh, I, I, it's probably a dumb question I'm about to ask, but how concerned are citizens that you're speaking to in reference to uh, the continuing gun violence we see on a daily basis? Well, that's a great question. Every single uh, community is directly impacted by this. Unfortunately, you know, this is reactionary to the Covenant School shooting here in Nashville. But the reality is, is that almost every community across our state is experiencing gun violence in one way or another. There are too many victims right now and families across this state who have lost a loved one or had someone injured because of gun violence. Mm -hmm. What I'm hearing across the state as we travel around on our school bus is a real desire to get something done. I mean, we've had people come up, you know, who profess that they're responsible gun owners, like I am, um, quite honestly, mm-hmm. and and others who believe, you know, they don't want any infringement on their Second Amendment rights, and, but they do believe that something has to be done. And, and that's what we want to see. I mean, I think we need to have an adult conversation and really discuss some solutions to end this gun violence that's plaguing the state of Tennessee at numbers that far exceed any other state. Yeah, it has been a problem for a very long time. Many people feel that the governor uh, called this special session because uh, one of the victims of the Covenant shooting uh, was a very close personal family friend uh, uh, of theirs. And I don't know if that, that's the case or not, but, but uh, you know, I, don't know, I don't know that we necessarily uh, need a reason. But when that happened, uh, when that shooting happened at that school in the district uh, up there that you represent, and you saw all these people in mass coming from all over the state uh, to protest and almost beg uh, for something to be done. Uh, How did that make you feel at that time? Well, it's unfortunate it took such a tragedy to get people engaged like that, because again, this has been plaguing our communities for some time. We've passed a series of laws over the last decade since the GOP's taken over the state that has reduced in a 
a serious increase and a steady increase in gun violence. So, but I will say, you know, it's always great to see people come to the count the, the capital. What one of the things that's missing up here is the accountability. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of my colleagues come up here to Nashville and think they can vote however they want and do whatever they want, and nobody's going to hold them accountable. So I love seeing the more people, the better up here in the state capitol because it reminds people that people are watching, people are paying attention, and people expect us to do the right thing on behalf of Tennessee families. Uh, being uh, that the Republican Party is uh, the supermajority, uh, you know, in our state and at, at the state house up there, uh, are you hoping? Uh, I mean, I know you're, there's always hope, but I mean, is is there a realistic chance that uh, that something? Uh, substantial could come out of this special session. I mean, we we we've heard that there are m- many leaders uh, on the Republican side who 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 don't expect to vote on anything substantial. Uh, there were even some apparently that uh, suggested to the governor he not even have this special session. So, really, how 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 optimistic and hopeful are you that that uh, something uh, meaningful can come out of this uh, get together? Well, unfortunately, the the proclamation issued by Governor Lee pretty much shuts the door on any real solutions to the real root cause of gun violence, which is guns themselves. He shut the door on our ability to pass most gun safety legislation. But what he did is he's unfortunately used this um, special session as a Trojan horse, more or less, to sneak in some really harmful legislation. You know, we've made great progress on criminal justice reform in the state of Tennessee over the last few years. Mm-hmm. What he has opened the door to is almost like Pandora's box here. Uh, we could pass a series of bills that would reverse a lot of the progress we've made on criminal justice reform. He's, you know, everything from try, trying juveniles as adults, uh, violating health privacy, uh, making it harder to expunge record criminal records, now, that's all on the table, and, and, and that's really disappointing. And so, you know, there's a lot of people who, who on both sides of this, who think more harm uh, could come from this special session than good. And I, I don't appreciate Governor Bill Lee using this special session as a Trojan horse to mm. pass harmful legislation in a three- or four-day time period. You know, we owe more to the families who've experienced gun violence and who are victims of gun violence than, than trying to sneak through harmful legislation uh, such that they have proposed and are continuing to propose. You know, I remember uh, specifically you uh, a few months back uh, when the uh, very unfortunate uh, incident of expelling uh, two of our uh, legislators uh, from the House uh, for uh, trying to speak and demonstrate uh, their concern uh, about the gun violence that, that we're seeing uh, on a uh, uh, on a regular basis nowadays. And I remember seeing you specifically you're as the, as the head of the Democratic caucus uh, speaking vociferously uh, in support of uh, uh, the two Justins, uh, you know, in terms of this. Now, we've had to go through these uh, special elections and they've both been reelected to, to their offices and they cannot be expelled. But can you take can you take us back to to that moment in time um, that we were all witness to not only here but all across this country saw what happened uh, and 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 just kind of what you were thinking uh, as all of that was going on in real time? Yeah, I mean you know it's pretty surreal to be honest with you. You know we hold ourselves out to be this model of democracy for the rest of the world. Um, but the reality was, is we showed the rest of the world um, what poor leadership looks like and, and a, through a very undemocratic process. You know, they tried to expel two of my 
uh, legislators in, in the House Democratic Caucus, Justin Pearson and Justin Jones, two strong, vital voices um, of an entire generation and also of the Democratic Party here in the state of Tennessee. Um, and, and they tried to silence them. And so, you know, when, when people lost, saw me uh, lose my cool a little bit, because I don't have any patience for it, and any, no one should have any patience for it. Right. You know, the reason they spoke out, they went to the well and violated those House rules at a quorum was because our voices were being silenced. Um, and so here we were having a, an expulsion hearing on the House floor, and they called the question, which is a procedural tactic to prevent us from defending our colleagues and, again, to silence our voices. Mm-hmm. And I'd had enough. And uh, I think most people witness me having enough on, sure. on the House floor. Sure. Um, fortunately, um, we made good points. We're united as a caucus. We stand by our own, and we stand for the principles uh, on which our country and our state was, were founded. Um, that was a tremendously undemocratic process that really made Tennessee look very, very poor in the eyes of not only our country, but the world. Yeah. I tell people in my district, when your state representative is getting interviewed by the BBC, you know something's going on at the at the state legislature. It's not right. So we were making international news for all the wrong reasons. Absolutely. That. Are you concerned at all? Uh, you mentioned uh, the fact that you are unified uh, as a party and as a body uh, that, uh, you know, we might see, you know, some type of uh, foolishness in reference to that. If uh, uh, some of the Democrats uh, who have a chance to speak on some of these issues next week uh, get a, a bit, shall I say, passionate, uh, are you are you concerned at all that we might see the same type of foolishness again? Well, it remains to be seen, but I mean, why shouldn't we be passionate about this issue? We're talking about nothing less than the safety of our children. And, and if everybody's not passionate about pre- protecting the lives of children across the state of Tennessee, I don't know what you're going to be passionate about. I've got three small boys myself in mm. public school here in Nashville, mm-hmm. and I can tell you, I'm very passionate about it. So if they try to silence us again and they try to pass these rules, which they'll do to keep us from talking or debating important issues, I think we're going to do what we can, uh, preferably within the rules and within the, um, the rules of the House. But, you know, it's important that everyone's voice is heard. Not just those who agree with me, but also those who disagree with me. And it goes both ways. So, you know, we're going to make sure that the people of Tennessee are heard because they overwhelmingly, an overwhelming majority of Tennesseans want to see action Mm -hmm. to reduce gun violence and protect our children. Mm -hmm. And none of that is being allowed to be discussed um, because of Governor Bill Lee and his proclamation and his conspiracy with the supermajority up here to prevent that type of thing. So. You know, we'll do what we have to do to make our points. Uh, hopefully, we can do so within the rules of the House. Um, but, yeah, you're going to see some passion. You're definitely going to hear some passion out of me, and I expect to hear it out of my colleagues because we care. We care about Tennessee families. That's what we're elected to do. Absolutely that. Uh, you know, and I was, I was sitting here thinking, I was listening to you talk, and, and some of the things that were passed uh, in the last uh, session, uh, you know, reference to the permitless carry and now taking that age from 21 down to 18. And, and of course, uh, you know, we, we have such a tremendous uh, problem here. Uh, you know, in Memphis and Shelby County, the local city council wants to add a referendum to uh, the ballot next year's election uh, to reverse uh, that permitless carry and, and a couple of other things associated with these with these carrying these weapons. Uh, but unfortunately, the state has made it so that anything that comes from the local municipalities, they have uh, the opportunity uh, to ba- basically overrule that, right? I mean, basically cancel that out. Is that, is that correct? 
Absolutely. Yeah. The principles of local control or self-governance at the local level mean nothing to these extremists running our state legislature. They'll they'll reverse anything they want to at the local level. And I think most people know what they did to Nashville last year, passing six. They brought six pieces of legislation to try to take over uh, our city and, and, and pass several of them. So, yeah, there, there's no, no line they won't cross these days, uh, regardless of the issue. So I'd be prepared um, to, to have a real battle on your hands, regardless of what locals do. Well, listen, uh, I want to thank you for your time tonight. More importantly, I want to thank you for your passion, your demonstrated passion as a leader of uh, the Democratic Caucus uh, for trying to do the right thing. And all, at this particular point in time, all we can do is wait. You laid it out pretty pretty clearly for all of us, uh, what we, we might expect there. But but thank you again for your passion and for your commitment uh, you know, to, to trying to do the right thing and to trying to save lives out here. Really appreciate you. And more importantly, appreciate you taking the time uh, to come on and, uh, our show and talk with us tonight. Really, really do. I really appreciate the opportunity. I just encourage everyone who's listening to keep your, keep your ears open and your eyes wide open. Cause they're going to try to, you know, in, increase this school to prison pipeline. I'm afraid here with this special session rather than addressing gun violence. So please pay close attention. State Representative John Ray Clemens, uh, thank you so much, uh, sir, and, and best of luck next week. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you know, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, what you just heard uh, is uh, from someone who is directly involved uh, in, in, in this effort. Uh, and, uh, you know, I've, I've spoken to many of the uh, representatives from here in Memphis and Shelby County. And, and while folks are hopeful, uh, I think a lot of them share uh, Representative uh, Clemens' um, uh, opinion about uh, what is happening and, and it's almost like gridlock. All we can do is continue the fight. All we can do is stay involved. All we can do is not give up this fight. And, uh, you know, as, as, as has been said in the past, if you want to see substantial change, then you need to go to the polls wherever you are and vote these folks out of, of office who are not doing what they need to do to help keep us as citizens safe. Uh, enough is enough with all of this. Um, you know, it's like we're spinning our wheels in mud. Uh, but the best way to be able to defeat this uh, is to defeat them at the polls uh, and uh, change the supermajority uh, into uh, a minority one day and vote people in office who are actually willing uh, to do something uh, to make things better for all of us as citizens. I mean, it's, it, it, it's, this is sheer nonsense to have to, uh, you know, to try to put local legislation together only to be overruled uh, by the state. That's too much power for anybody. And uh, if you are tired of seeing the bloodshed, if you are tired of seeing uh, innocent people slaughtered, if you are tired of being afraid uh, to come outside and stand on your porch for fear somebody's going to come by and, and shoot your windows out or shoot at you, uh, then there are options that we need to try to exercise. You know, uh, the silent voices are the ones that are the most complicit. And if you are not uh, part of the solution, you are part of the problem, period. In Period. That, that's it. Uh, so, you know, again, we wish uh, we wish the Democrats well next week. But uh, I, I, I'm 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 optimistic like everybody else is. But I don't know what we're going to see on the back end. We're going to take a break. 
And uh, when we come back, uh, we're going to shift gears and we're going to talk a little bit uh, about a program uh, uh, for girls, specifically for girls. uh, And it will help them mature uh, while they're growing up. And, of course, it'll help on the physical fitness side as well. It's a unique program. It's called Girls uh, on the Run. So I'm waiting for my guests to show up for that. Uh, But uh, thank you uh, all on the uh, Facebook Live line. I see you out there tonight. Uh, Really appreciate you being here. Uh, GKP. Uh, joining in the conversation, uh, Terry Harris and uh, Audrey is on tonight. And uh, yeah, a few folks here tonight. Christine Fox, Cheryl Lewis, and uh, yeah, Lola's watching as well. She's sitting right behind me. But, <laughs> but anyway, uh, she's online. But listen, thank you all for your support as always. We'll take another break. And when we come back, we will continue on this Monday edition of Real Talk Memphis. Right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. WYXR is supported by Mempho, presenting Green Sky Bluegrass at Minglewood Hall on Thursday, November 16th. This is an all-ages show and will include an opening set by Lindsay Liu. Ticket information and availability at MemphoPresents.com. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis uh, for this uh, Monday evening. And as I said before the break, uh, there's a unique organization out here that is geared toward the girls. And uh, I had never heard of it before. It was brought to, uh, to, to my attention. And the more I read about it, the more I was like, this is a very interesting concept. So I wanted to hear uh, more about it. And I wanted you all to hear more about it in our listening audience. So I've invited a couple of folks uh, here to talk about Girls on the Run, the executive director uh, Joanna Lipman uh, is joining us as well as uh, one of the members. I think you're a program assistant, uh, Mia Miracle. Yes, I am. Uh, Mia Miracle Craig is with us, and she's a program assistant, has gone through the program. And ladies, it's great to see you. Great to have you on the show. Uh, thanks for being here tonight. Really appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. you for having us. Okay, okay, Miss Joanna. So uh, this is your program. You're the executive director. For folks who don't know or had not heard of Girls on the Run, kind of give us a, a, a rundown of exactly uh, what your organization uh, is all about. Sure. Um, so Girls on the Run is, um, we provide an after-school empowerment program for girls 
third through eighth grade that really focuses on their social and emotional development and teaches them critical life skills that they need at this time when so many things in their lives are changing, mm -hmm. uh, this adolescent uncertainty. We're actually part of a national organization called Girls in the Run International, and we were founded here in Memphis five years ago exactly. So um, we're super excited to be kicking off our fifth year here with our program at schools and community centers across Memphis. That sounds like, uh, that sounds wonderful. In five years, uh, congratulations on, on that uh, as well. Um, so so basically, fundamentally, uh, you're, you're dealing with young ladies, and I believe it's, uh, what, is it from third grade uh, up? Is, is, is that, did I, did, did I get that right? Yes, you did. Yeah. So we offer two programs. We offer a program for our elementary age girls, third through fifth grade. Mm -hmm. And then we offer a separate program for our middle school grade girls, the sixth through eighth grade girls. A lot of camaraderie, I would imagine. A lot of getting to know folks uh, from, from various areas. This is nationwide, is it not? The program? Yes. Okay. Yes, it is. In fact, there's, I think, and me and Miracle, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think there's 180 girls in the run councils across the United States. I mean, in Tennessee alone, we have three different councils that serve all across um, Tennessee uh, doing this program for girls from, you know, all different counties and cities. So before I get to me and Miracle, uh, Joanna, why was this important? Why is why what why was the need for a program like this uh, so great? Uh, that's such a good question. So I mean, I think there's a, a I mean, several answers. I sort of focus on two. Um, one is that uh, when we were thinking about founding this organization, what had become apparent to you know a bunch of different people from different areas of this city is that there really wasn't um, an equitable opportunity for girls to have programs that didn't just um, didn't just do one thing. So a high quality program that wasn't just about sports, that wasn't just about socializing, something that was holistic, that could really take girls at a pretty vulnerable time from all different circumstances and talk about the things that are important at that time, like building confidence, addressing their coping mechanisms. Mm -hmm. And there really weren't that many programs. There's a lot of after school programs that have been cut across our city. I mean, across our, I would say our country. Sure. And we saw, well, why doesn't everyone have access to something like Girls on the Run? And if we could provide that um, across the city and try and eliminate barriers to access, then why not try and attempt to start the program here? So that was one. And the other thing is that this is really a mentoring program. So I think that um, I recognize that there are, I mean, Memphians give back and there are a lot of, uh, I think, people in our community who, who, who grew up here or mm. who are coming in and see that, wow, if I could just, you know, step into this school or step into this area or give back to the community in which I came from, that we could make a real difference here. So that was the kind of impetus for starting the program yeah. and knowing that physical activity running is pretty much a low cost and pretty accessible way to also connect how your brain and your body influence one another and how you can feel better when you have maybe physical activity as a coping mechanism for stress. Very interesting uh, a program. Um, Mia Miracle, uh, you you went through this program and now uh, you're, you're kind of on staff. Uh, first of all, uh, what made you decide that you wanted to be a part of this program? And, and, and as you continue through it and now you're you're sort of on the, on the other side of things, uh, helping uh, these uh, uh, other young ladies, how gratifying has it been for you? 
Oh, it has been amazing. I um, am originally from Louisiana and I got to do the program there from third through fifth grade. And being at Rhodes College now, I have a great opportunity with the Bonner Scholars to give back to the community and learning that Girls on the Run, a program that was just so impactful to me here in Memphis, and I could, you know, volunteer for it. It was just amazing. And then being able to be the second employee and really, you know, bridge the gap between Rhodes College uh, and Girls on the Run in Memphis and kind of use my connections on campus to really bring them in and uh, learning skills of networking and really just helping the community that I, you know, just am grateful that I get to be a part of. Being able to help uh, these young ladies uh, to mature and to grow, uh, you know, with this program that uh, Joanna was uh, was uh, describing, uh, it, it really sounds like uh, something that that can uh, not only be a now thing, but but a future thing. Some of these uh, young ladies uh, that are in this program, I would I would I would imagine that you're really shaping, helping the, uh, them to shape their lives and, and to grow. Uh, am I am I on the right track with that? Yes. I think that not only does it help the girls, but it also helps their families, their communities, and then, you know, their future employers, their future relationships, everything that, you know, every girl that we're able to uh, get through the program, I believe that it's uh, one step closer to really having um, good relationships and having healthy ways to express themselves Mm -hmm. and so that they can be successful. Uh, Joanna, one of the things I know that I read uh, that is extraordinarily important to you and and a need right now is for coaches. Am I correct in that? You are 100% correct. So yes. So um, our program is led by facilitators that we call coaches who are volunteers and they volunteer um, a couple hours a week of their time to really become, I would say, embedded with our girls at their schools or the community centers and spend time with the curriculum that we give them and that we train them in to lead the program and to develop those close, close relationships, to become role models. Mm-hmm. Um, and the program, uh, it isn't just you know a one-time thing. We have I think three curriculums for our younger girls and two for our our, uh, middle school girls. So our hope is that we don't just come in one time and then leave. The Girls on the Run is there to be a part of, to become a part of the community, to build trust within a community. And we hope that our coaches feel that and that they are so moved to then stay committed to um, the site where they are coaching. So right now we have 17 sites. We're gonna have our program starting right after Labor Day Mm -hmm. and we need coaches. We have sites all across Memphis and we really need amazing people, um, you know, any gender, all ages, uh, really 18 plus for our um, adult coaches, 16 plus for our junior coaches, which are high schoolers, but we really need amazing people to help us out this fall. Well, you know, uh, having uh, you on uh, to describe uh, the good works that you're doing, and of course, Mia Miracle uh, is is a is one of the examples of of, of what's good about this, uh, and and it 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 says something to me, uh, Mia Miracle, in reference to the fact that you went through this program, but you thought enough of what the program was all about, how it was structured, and what it meant to you to stick around and be a part of the staff. That 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 must uh, mean this is pretty special, isn't it? Yes, yes, it is. I 
I can't even imagine all the different programs. Girls on the Run is definitely the most impactful one because I was new to a school when I was getting into the program. So I met, you know, the new friends. I also met the new mean girls who were a little mean, but then with the program, we ended up being friends okay. and now we still talk to each other and we're still friends on Instagram and things like that. So well, like, um, just to see how even, you know, the program is for every girl, even if, you know, she might be a little sassy or she might, you know, need a little help expressing her feelings better. It's for every girl because every girl can get benefits from it. And typically I, I've made lifelong friends. I have friends who I can call on that I made girls on the run there in elementary go. school and now I'm in college. There and so really great community. Well, uh, uh, thank you both for coming on the show. And Joanna, uh, congratulations on, on this program. And uh, we hope that uh, uh, it continues to be successful for you. And again, recruiting those coaches. They need coaches, ladies and gentlemen. So if, uh, if, you, uh, if, you, if you're interested in learning more, they can get in touch, right, Joanna? Yes, they can. So our website is www.gotermemphis.org. Mm -hmm. And our coach applications actually close tomorrow. So there's no time like the present. And um, any email you see on that website is either myself or me a miracle. So we'll be in touch with you directly. Listen, thank you so much for what you do uh, for, for for so many in this community. And thank you all for taking the time to come on the show tonight. I know, you know, we're busy lives and a lot of other things. So I really appreciate you all taking the time. Best of luck. Congratulations, first of all, and best of luck in the future. I uh, really appreciate it. And if there's anything we can do to help you, uh, you know where I am and uh, you can always get in touch. OK, thank you so, so much. This was Thank amazing. you so much. All right. Y'all have a great night. Thank you for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Bye. Uh, bye. 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 Uh, ladies and gentlemen, there you go. Uh, another uh, great show. And as Bryn plays us out, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really thankful for organizations like uh, Girls on the Run. Uh, and I'm also appreciative of, of anybody who wants to come on the show who's doing positive things. Uh, out here for our community because Lord knows we need it and we need uh, all of you. Thank you for being a part of uh, this hour of information. I hope that uh, this show becomes your Monday habit. I hope that uh, if you enjoy what we do each and every week, try to put these things together and that you will continue to support us but also tell folks about uh, joining the party, so to speak. Uh, so, uh, you know, again, um, thank you. Uh, truly appreciate it. Very humble. Uh, so for Nicole, for Lola, and for Bryn, I'm Chip. Listen, have a great week. Be safe. Watch out for each other because others may not be watching out for you. Uh, and uh, until next time, we are out. See you soon.